0: Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit ilovescbc.org. Good morning, church. I hope you are doing well. Hope you had a wonderful and memorable Thanksgiving with your family. Today we enter into the season of Advent. Many of you know the word Advent came from the Latin word adventus which means coming or arrival so as we start this journey of the season of advent today until the christmas eve you know we are to prepare our heart and our mind for the celebration of the birth of our lord jesus christ and also the celebration of the great hope that god has given us through his son jesus christ about his second coming so i would encourage you during this season of advent I'd encourage you to go back to the Word of God, to read the passages about the birth of Jesus Christ, so that you can find the profound you know, truth about the birth of Jesus Christ, as well as go back into the passages, and look into some you know, accounts about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. By doing that, you may find great hope and promise that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. As we begin our season of Advent, The first Sunday, um, I'd like to speak on the subject of moving forward. Because as I look look back on, reflect upon the birth of Jesus Christ and his ministry, and the last charge that he has given to us, which is found um, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission. I feel like this is a perfect time. that God is telling me to challenge you and encourage you. To move forward, to go to the goal and the destination that God has in store for your life. So, my title for today's message is Moving Forward with God. Moving Forward with God. Let me begin by asking you a question. Have you ever felt like your life was going in circles? Okay, have you had times when each day and each week, each month seem to be just like the same one, and you feel like you're going in circles, you know, you feel like as if you are stuck in a lottery, very busy lottery. Now you're trying to your best, you know, looking at other people who look so busy, you're trying to get out of the lottery, but what you're doing is making circles and circles and circles. You feel like your life is stuck. You know, when that happens, you know, our life tend to fall into Plato. You know, you try to do anything, but it seem to get more than what you expect. And also your life sometimes get into this phase of being stuck in a rut. You know, R-U-T, right? You ever been there? You ever done that? I guess it's like the movie. I don't know whether you ever watched this movie. I greatly enjoyed. Kind of old movie. Um, I think it was released in 1990s. The movie title is called uh, Groundhog Day. You guys ever watched that? You know, in that movie, the main character, Bill Murray, he wakes up 6 o'clock in the morning every day, and he's literally living the same day over and over and over again. Encountering the same people, going to the same restaurant, you know, eating and having the same meals, and he was getting tired of his repeated life, no meaning, no purpose, same things and over and over again. You ever felt that in your life? Especially your spiritual life. If you ever felt that, perhaps if you're on the phase of your life, I want to encourage you, you're not alone, especially in the Bible. You know, there are a number of times when God's people, you know, hit that plateau or get into the, the phase of being stuck in a rod. I guess one of the great examples is found in today's passage. The people of Israel, as they were wandering around in the wilderness. At the beginning of the book of Deuteronomy, the people of God have wandered the close to 40 years in the wilderness and in the desert. That's a quite a road trip, isn't it? They went through the, some tough and faith-stretching times. They struggled at times to be obedient. They struggled at times to be faithful to God. After wandering around for so long, we hear these words from the book of Deuteronomy, especially chapter 2. By the time when we get to this chapter 2, chapter 1, we found the Israel people, the whole group of Israel people, almost over two millions, they are finally get to very close to the promised land. They have encamped the right by the mount called Sheer. Okay. Now they have one final step, one moving forward to accomplish what God had commanded them. Also prepare for them. But as they are kind of in camp and, you know, just living their life around the Mount Shear. And also found out that there are, you know, some food and also the source of water. They don't want to make that move. You know, they they found themselves that, you know what, we feel comfortable here as they're living and around there. You know, we know this mountain, this is quite a good place. You know, let us just living here when their life get into the phase of Plato, because of this whole comfortableness that they had and, you know this familiarity that they had or that they can they know what to expect about their life there when they are getting into this phase of being stuck in a rut god through the most god through moses gave this amazing charge amazing words like the wake up call Okay, the verse 1 through 3, let me read these passages for you. Then we turned and set out for the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me and circled Mount Shear for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, that means Moses, saying, listen to this carefully, you have circled this mount long enough, now turn north. Let me read it again. You have circled this mountain long enough. Now turn north. God is telling Israel people in this passage, you want to settle in here? No, 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 no. Your goal, your destiny, and your purpose that I have for you guys is right there. Make sure to move forward. Don't get into into the Plato. Don't make yourself in your phase of being stuck in a kind of monotonous life or a ripe of a rod. No, move forward. Do you know there are times in our life, and I think that when the Lord speaks these words to us as well, we get into a rod, we get into this phase of Plato, um, and going in circles around our own particular mountain we go around it for days and days and it gets familiar we know the view from every side we know what it looks like from the north and south and east and west we know every angle and we know every line i know it may sound boring but it's comfortable. know we're familiar with this life here because we know what to expect because we know what to do there's nothing to fear been there and done that god is telling you god is challenging me and you you know to reflect on your life and make this move move forward now turn north when we started circling the mountain as the people of God, you know, the part of what happened is that our faith can start to weaken or even fade out. Because if you're honest, all we are doing is circling the same mountain around all the time and over and over again. We don't really need God to get through our day, Right? If everything that you're doing is circling the same mountain every day over and over again, you don't really need God's help because you feel like you know everything. You know ins and outs. You're really familiar with that. You know what to expect and you feel comfortable, right? The less expected life becomes, I believe the less we may feel like we need God's help to go through it. But dear brothers and sisters, God's people are meant to go through life simply going around in a circle. You know, so much of the Bible describes life and faith as a journey. So let's think about the journey. Let's say if you plan on a journey, it, it could be the, your trip or travel, or it could be your life journey, professional journey, or your spiritual journey. What does it require you know, to fulfill your journey? Number one, you have to have your destiny, right? You have to your purpose for that journey. You got to have it all laid out and great plan for it. And sometimes you have to sacrifice and commit and make some extra dedication to be able to make that journey fulfilled or even for I'm sure there are times along with the journey, you may feel uncomfortable. You may see something that is unexpected. You know, you may feel that that's not familiar of my life or what you used to do. But you got to deal with that. That is what is called a journey. God says our life, our faith is journey. So if you feel like your life is pretty much circling around the mountain, that is not the journey that God has in store for you, right? If it's a journey, you got to have your plan. you got to have your destiny and goal and purpose. You are willing to get into this unfamiliar, uncomfortable, unexpected phase of your life. Willing to move forward. Willing to turn north. That's what God is telling you. There comes a time when the Lord says, you have circled this month long enough. Now, Turn north. Is there anyone you feel that way? You feel like that what you are doing was for the glory of God. You feel like you are on a spiritual journey. But later on, you found out what you've been doing is pretty much really going on circles. Pretty much. You feel like you're stuck in the rotary with all busy and traffic stare. You don't seem to get out of it because you feel like you're stuck there. God is telling you right now, my brothers and sisters, especially in this season of Advent, reflect on what God, through his son Jesus Christ, has done for us and for the whole world. God is telling you to move forward. Don't stay there. Don't make yourself comfortable where you are. Make sure to have set clear goal for me. And make sure that you move forward. Make sure that you take a next step and next step every day in your life. You know, spiritually speaking, part of going north and moving forward, whether we are talking about our individual life or our church life, it means living the familiar, the comfortable, the expected life. And to go to the unfamiliar, unexpected, and sometimes uncomfortable Life. It means having the trust and the courage to let go of what we know and what we have, and then willing to enter into what we do, what we do not know, and let God handle about what we do not know out of our life. And that's it. The key for moving forward, the one of the important, most important principles for us to move forward is this: let go and let God, Say that with me, please. Let go and let God. I read an article recently called 11 Things I Wish Ever, Every, Every, Every Parent Knew by Dr. Stephen Cowan. Okay? Article title, let me say it again. 11 Things I Wish Every Parent Knew by Dr. Stephen Cowan. In this article, Dr. Cowan states, very important and valuable lesson, especially if you are parents. So, listen carefully. Life is a process of constantly giving way. Just as spring gives way to summer, so is each stage of a process of letting go. Okay? Crawling gives way to walking, babbling gives the way to speaking, childhood gives way to adolescence. And by eating, you poop, right? I'm just quoting what Dr. said here. Every season, each stage, each little rhythm of our life is a matter of letting go. Amen? This allows us to get rid of what we do not know, to make room in our lives for what we do, know, what we do need. Learning to let go is not always easy, and each child has his own adaptive style and timing. I think there is a lot of wisdom in those words that we can apply to our life, especially the matter of moving forward, getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of a phase of Plato or getting out of the life that we feel like we're stuck in a run. Learning to let go is not always easy, but do you know a lot of times Unless we let go of the things that we're clinging to, our hands cannot be opened to receive the new things that God has in store for you. I believe that God has the good things in store for you and here at SCBC. I believe God has the greatest plan and an also purpose for your life and for this church. And God is telling us, if you want to move forward, if you want to go to the next stage of our life, if you want to go to the next phase of our church life, there will be things that we need to let go of. There will be the things that we need to let go of. As this Dr. Cowan said, each season, each stage, each little rhythm of our life is what? A matter of letting go. You know, letting go is a constant theme in the Bible. Think about the so many great biblical figures. You know, the way they were able to fulfill the God's purpose and God's you know, plan, they had to let go of a lot of things. Let me just give you a few examples here. The first example here is a Noah and his family. God has given them a great plan, right? I will use you to carry on the legacy and the life of the world. That means all living creatures. But for Noah and his family to receive and to accomplish that purpose and that goal, they had to give up a lot. They had to let go of a lot of things. They had to let go of their comfort. They had to let go of their reputation. They had to let go of their reasoning and understanding. Are you sure, God, you want me to build the ark on top of a mountain? Look at the weather. It doesn't make any sense. They had to let go of a lot of the things that they hold on to, that they knew, that they embraced through their culture, through their life. They had to give them up to be able to, Receive and accomplish God's purpose. Think about Abraham and Sarah. God has given them this amazing promise. I will make you the father, I would say parents, father of whole nation. But in the book of Genesis chapter 12, what God said to them, leave. That's it. Leave the place that you leave. And then go to the place that I will show you. So apparently, until that Abraham and Sarah and his family are living, take off, start their journey. God had not told them where to go, where would be the destiny. They had to really let go of a lot of things upon their life to be able to fulfill the God's purpose. Think about that. They had to let go of their family, all extended families. At that time, the families are life. They're all living together. They had to leave their hometown and to go to unfamiliar, unexpected an uncomfortable place. In fact, by the time that they left, they didn't even know where to go. You see that they had to let go of Allah, of what they hold on to, to be able to receive and move forward and accomplish the purpose and the destiny and plan of God. How about um, Moses? You know, Moses was, you know grew, well, Moses was growing up in a loyal family in the nation of Egypt as a prince, Right? But that after 40 years, when he killed one of the Egyptian guard, he left and went to living in the wilderness. That's when God told him to go. Now, he has been a shepherd in wilderness for about 40 years. He lost his identity. He lost his self-confidence. He lost everything that he had before. Now, he's just a mere smelly shepherd. And God said, I will use you. Go. And rescue all your people. Now, Moses had to let go of a lot. Let go of what he was holding on to. You know, I like this life. I've got my family. I've got my kids. You know, I've got my life here in the wilderness. Do you want me to let go of all this? To go into this unexpected, unfamiliar, and uncomfortable, perhaps almost impossible mission You want me to do that? He had to let go of a lot of what he think that is right to let God come into his life to work in the midst of his ministry. See that? Now, you look to the New Testament. Think about disciples. Peter, James, John, Andrew, they're all fishermen. They have the fishing business. And what did God, actually, what did Jesus Christ tell them? Give up. And leave and follow me. Don't be the fisherman, but why don't you be the fisher of human? Jesus Christ commanded them to give up everything and follow him. What happened? Very moment they gave up everything and start following. They had to let go of all their life. You know, the things that they're really relying upon. Their fishing business, their families, and their knowledge about, you know, how the life should be happening. They had to let go of all this to be able to follow God's plan. How about Mary, mother of Jesus? You know, her plan after she engaged with uh, Joseph, her plan was, you know, about a year. I'll just clean myself. I'll just do myself to learn to be a good wife. And then after we got married, we'll have all the kids and boys and girls. We're going to have an amazing life. That was her plan. And then that plan was completely destroyed. When the angel of God came to her and letting her know, you will be conceiving Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. In order for Mary to fulfill the God's plan and God's destiny, she had to let go of her lot. She had to let go of perhaps her marriage, right? At that time, you are you know, pregnant before marriage, that's your death sentence. Marriage is not going to happen, and you'll be banned. Perhaps you'll be even stoned to death. She had to let go of her lot, even to the point of her life, to be able to follow Jesus Christ, to be able to follow God's plan, To be able to fulfill God's plan in her life. She had to let go of all the things. To be able to let God lead her to fulfill her um, life according to his plan. How about Apostle Paul? Great man of God. Born and grew up in a great family. He had his promising life. You know, he's a royal family pretty much. And he's a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was born and grew up in perhaps one of the best family that you ever could imagine that time. He had to let go of his family. He had to let go of his knowledge. He had to let go of even belief about this, you know, Judaism and everything to be able to follow on Jesus Christ. See that all of them would have missed out on God's plan and his amazing future. If they were not, Willing to give up their familiar, expected, and comfortable life. That's what God is asking you to do. Brothers and sisters, I hope that during the season of Advent, as God is telling you and me, you have circled your mountain, whatever your mountain is, so long. Now it is time to move forward. Now turn north. And how we can move forward by entrusting God. You know, what's amazing about all the biblical figures that I just shared, right? They did not let go with their own self. Of course, it requires their faith. But remember this. There was always God or Jesus Christ's intervened in the midst or right before of their move or in the middle of their life. Think about Noah God's word has given to them. Think about Abraham. God's word also had given to them. Think about Moses. God appeared through this burning bush and told him exactly who he is. I am what I am. And also show so many miracles and give him strength and assurance. How about the disciples? Jesus Christ showed himself and also encourage them to move on. How about Mary? The angel of God also showed. And Paul as he was on his way on Damascus to kill, persecute other Christians, Jesus Christ was showing and then gave him you know, a very clear message about who he is. You see that the reason that we were able to let go of what we were clinging to and hold on to, and then the reason that we were able to move forward because God is with us. It's not like with your own confidence. It's not like with your own power. It's not like with your own wealth or knowledge or education that I can move on. I can let go of the things and let God in. No, 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 no. You have to have a God in your life. You know, here in Deuteronomy, the moses seek to lead god's people away from mountain but do you know the second passage that we just heard from harim the book of isaiah encourages us today there is the one mountain that you are going that you are circling around that you are pondering yourself that you got to settle in that mountain isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 it says this come Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his path. Come, let us walk in the light of the Word. We got to move and we got to walk. It says here, come, let us go up to this particular mountain, mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. Why? Because it says he will teach us his way and he will lead us so that we can walk in his path. My brothers and sisters, we've been circled our mountains long enough. And in this season of Advent, I would encourage you, you know, by entrusting God, That we can let go of what we were clinging and hold on to. Let God come into our life and take in charge. Take hold of everything so that we can move forward. To accomplish what God has in store for you and me. That's what I want you to say. That's what God wants me to deliver the message. Move forward. Because God is with you. Move forth because God is in charge of your life. Don't circle you know, your mountain anymore. Move forward. Move forward. Let us pray. Our God, we thank you for this encouraging message, Lord. If you're honest, we find our life a lot of time being stuck in a rock. Or we find our life are going on a circle. Circling our mountain, whatever that is, whatever that we put our life on, the you, Lord, your message today is so clear that you are challenging us and encouraging us. Move our mountain, then move forward to the place, the goal and destiny, the promise and the eternal destiny that you have given in our lives. As we really make up our mind, Lord, stop circling our mountain and move forward to the place that you have in store for us. May your presence be upon us. Continue to guide us, uplift us, and strengthen us so that we can accomplish the same way all this biblical figure accomplished in their life by trusting their faith upon God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.